the hair thing was just another fucking thing you know what i mean like i didn't even i didn't even like focus on that i just i kind of accepted my baldness uh early you know what i mean yeah uh i didn't really just go i didn't lament it you know Mm -hmm. uh but i did hate myself (laughs) (laughs) so i compensated that way like the baldness was just part of uh that kind of self-loathing thing i know that's kind of a jarring thing for comedy audiences to hear Hello and welcome to Bald Talk, the podcast where two or less bald comedians chat with other bald comedians, actors, filmmakers, content creators, influencers, social manipulators, future fascists, and really anyone bald about being bald. I'm Brian Husky. I am a bald host. And Charlie Sanders, the other host, is shackled to a keyboard being forced to write for money at this time. So it's me solo. And that means I've got today's guest all to myself. And oh my God, this guy is a brilliant and I would say passionate comedian who has been an influential part of the New York and Los Angeles stand-up scenes for decades. He currently has a stand-up special for the masses in addition to his podcast Apocalypse Soon. He has been on Bob's Burgers, King of Queens, Chappelle's Show, Malcolm in the Middle, Monk, Community, Children's Hospital, Eric Andre's Show, Happy Endings, Fly of the Concords, Two Broke Girls, Whitney, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, just to name a few. This guy is getting around. He has a 500-episode web series called Puddin', which is very funny. Uh, he is the subject of a great documentary called The Bitter Buddha, and most importantly, He suffered through the 2007 writer's strike with me during a crappy and problematic web series called Big Shot Live. He is the one and only Eddie Eddie Pepitone. Oh, 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 Big Shot Live, man. Big Shot Live. You know, I forgot that you did that with me. I know. And I think of that and I'm just like, wow, I have been it seems on every floor of the business except <laughs> except the top top floor um yes and uh I know, but I know the big feeling. shot i would have to say was one of the bottom floors that was that was a bottom floor because it was i'll say this in gratitude it gave us money yes it gave us gave us something to do yeah something to complain about some future fodder for comedy but it was ostensibly it was sort of a a a um like a beneficial prank show a beneficial sort of reality show right because the idea was that we were playing these managers to people who wanted to get into the business like an actor wanted to get an audition a stand-up wanted to do a set at the improv or whatever and we would play their managers and and we had to make them think that we were really managers and so it was this show that was created by, I guess, the people, the, the same people who had done like Big Brother and those those what reality shows. They they had ties to them, like they were they were they were yeah they were guys who were in, involved in in some of those larger beasts. Oh my god! And so it was, and as we went along, we were just were saying like, the, you're you're not you're kind of crushing people's dreams because you're offering you're getting them as far as 
the idea of opportunity, but the opportunity is just a setup. You know, it's just this. Like yeah. I had a guy do an audition for Mad TV, and it wasn't an audition for Mad TV. It wasn't. He just no. He just went into the guy's office, did some of his bits, and the guy gave him feedback. And then he's afterwards just like, "Is that a normal audition?" And on camera, I'd say like, "Oh yeah, normally they have the writers, but because of the writer strike." And then off camera, I was like, "It wasn't an audition, man. I have to be straight with you because because he kept asking me all these questions, like so." what's the next step like what do we do after the show like you and me i was like oh i don't know man oh dude i the only i remember a couple but one was uh i was at the red carpet with someone i didn't remember if it was a female or a male who wanted to be like a red carpet reporter for e network or something and so i had to go to the red carpet and we were both like going excuse me and i forget what show it was i wish i could remember the show but um i think i was yelling funny things and they were yes. trying to be serious i don't i don't remember but i remember it was horrific it was discomfort it was <laughs> horrific seeing the seeing the paparazzi like i had to do it a couple of times mm-hmm. and you would see these same ghouls the ghouls, the paparazzi, the guys who make a living, like getting photos of these people. And they were scary people. These, uh, these, you know, you wouldn't think photographers would be scary, but I remember one guy with really long hair and a big guy. And I guess, you know, you need to be a little scary because I'm sure they get threatened all the time. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I I know. know. It's yeah. I, I would love to see sort of like the evolution of the, the paparazzi from, you know, early stages to, you know, to, to recent stuff where you do have to be like a bouncer with a camera or just like, or a psychopath. You just like, are you, are you mentally unstable and you hate yourself? Let's do this. You got the job. Big shot live. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and, and for a while there on online, it was the biggest, like if you did a search for me, that's all that came up. It was like the first three pages was just that. And I was like, oh, my God, you're killing me. Because they hired some guy who's brilliant at creating oh, whatever <laughs> algorithm. That's just going to tag it to everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's behind us now. You know, I recently yeah. saw you. Well, it isn't that. I guess it was, it was a bit ago, but with the pandemic, time has been twisted into a jumble mm. of shit. Um, yeah, it is a month-long minute. Yeah, and uh, but I saw you, uh, me and my wife watched uh, the reboot of X Files, and you, oh yeah, you were the lead in one of them. I was like, "Fuck yeah. it, be, You're one of those guys who you always kind of appear in stuff. Like I'm like fucking husky again. What does he <laughs> do? How does he get these? Things? How do you have a career as a zealig? What? Yeah. What, what is this? yeah it's funny i was thinking about that like i from people that i know in our line of work when i hear that kind of thing i'm like yeah that makes me feel good and then if i don't if they're not in our in our line of work and i and they say something like i see you pop up uh, you pop up in things a lot i always take offense i'm always like 
pop up. And it's, <laughs> it's really hard to get these jobs. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a lot of issues self-esteem-wise. Oh, yes, we do. Um, Which is a wonderful segue to this. You have been bald as shit for quite a long time, Eddie. Really have, yeah. Yeah, you have. I mean, you've. I think you... you you have been, yeah. You've been as long as I've known you. You, you've. I think Dude, you've had this. Check hairline. this out. And I think. Check this out. I started losing my hair in fucking high school. Me too. Oh, you're kidding. Me too. I think it was stress related. Oh, you do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mine. It could be stress related for me too. I don't know because I, I didn't have the. At that point. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have a shriek. Well, I, I had a stressful a, job as a kid in high school. I was a bouncer at the Botanical Gardens. And uh, Wait, there was you... some... No, I'm kidding. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to say it. I thought that was a funny occupation. That was a, that was a very humorous uh, combination of ideas, Eddie. But I am curious. But I am curious to hear about the the stress thing because that had never occurred to me because it was wild because I'll tell you what happened is it all fucking came out at once. Oh, oh, I tell people I lost it in a bar fight. I lost my hair in a bar fight, which is another funny (laughs) idea, but um, it started, I remember taking a shower and it just started coming out clumps and I don't think that's normal. Um, Man, I, you know, you know, we were talking about it a little before we got on there, but man, getting through what I got through growing up, I, it's just amazing that I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't believe I lost I my hair like that. That's so what did that do? Like, did that made me very popular? Where... <laughs> yeah, as you can imagine, you know, I look like a, fun, a fun nickname of freak show. Yeah, I nickname, I, uh, I looked like a garment store worker at uh a gar- our garment district worker at the age of 15 <laughs> oh my god so it was really like sort of what you have now but like maybe a not as not, a, not as cue bally as it is now especially with this hair yeah but but it was it was like whoa this kid is bald wow you know i have a friend who's whose uncle lost his hair in when he was 15 literally and and but his was alopecia um, what does that mean alopecia is a it's a autoimmune oh, uh, disease and it can just make all of your hair eyebrows pubes everything just no that go. stuff grows like the amazon when they're <laughs> when they're not denuding it <laughs> yeah you have overcompensating pubes for your lack of hair on top yeah yeah it's like whoa yeah. you know i find fruit in there <laughs> <laughs> honey you want an avocado Wait, so... you want an avocado sweetheart hold on oh I'm, I'm wearing sweatpants i can get it pretty easy hold on a second let me reach in there was that one of the, i mean there are a lot of factors that lead uh us to want to be funny you know most of yeah. them most of them in origin are uh, not negative. There are very few people that's like, I want to be funny because it's just, I need attention and I need validation. You know, a healthy person is like, eh, everyone needs that in small doses. But not yeah, a healthy person will not. But sorry, did you sort of compensate? Did you feel like you were compensating because of the hair stuff or was, ah, or was it? Oh, sort of... oh, oh, dude. It, the hair 
thing was just another fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even, I didn't even like focus on that. I just, I kind of accepted my baldness uh, early. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I didn't really just go, I didn't lament it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I did hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I compensated that way. Like the baldness was just part of uh, that kind of self-loathing thing. I know that's kind of a jarring thing for comedy audiences to hear. No, I mean, listen, this, the, the, the sort of side, side issue of this is is about sort of like self-perception and, and oh okay and acceptance and all that kind of stuff but yeah so yeah we get gushy here man we get feely and we get okay sad yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um i try to make my stand up like that too um i do i like have i have i have there are times when particularly if it's going really well where i'll just go into a some pathos on pathos yeah. pathos on stage yeah. like give it this weighty thing like i'll just be i'll just be staring at the audience and say something like you ever just feel so alone that you're looking at a fly and you become that fly and like people like <laughs> they look at me like hey this took a turn hey hold on a second <laughs> What are, Margaret, what get, are we paying for? Get here? in the car, Margaret. Let's get the fuck out. <laughs> this took a nasty turn. That? But that's like, a, I mean, actually, one of the things I wrote down is like, w- early on seeing you, I was like, fuck yes. Like, I love the fact that you kind of stormed stormed into like the hallowed halls of a comedy venue and sort of you know, you took it prisoner by saying like, I'm basically saying everything that at least one of you people are thinking, you know, and, and you just, it, so one of the things I, I have always loved is that you, you have such a, you know, they say like, speak your truth in your comedy, like, you know, speak from what you know and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes you really do like you are in, and people are laughing, but you're, I feel like you're saying verbatim statements that are like no i do have mental i'm struggling here absolutely um and i think for me stand-up has always stand-up particularly has always and comedy Mm. in general has always been uh cathartic for me yeah and i think that was my reaction to you for sure you know jerry stiller i i got to know jerry stiller because I was mm-hmm. dating Amy. So I got to know Jerry and Jerry was the funniest fucking guy, as you know, but he also really dug what I did, but, yeah. he, but he also saw how damaged I was. <laughs> he, <laughs> You're dating his, his daughter. <laughs> and he said, he said, uh, Oh boy. He said, after seeing my stand up one time, he says, you're going to be doing this for a long time. <laughs> meaning i think you're working out a lot of stuff yeah but he also really liked what i did too um, that's funny it's i mean in terms of like like if you were an indie rock band or something you would be you'd have you'd have some pop songs and then a lot of the albums would be pretty challenging songs 
you know, that would have like parts of it that would be like, oh, I love this melody. Oh, man, why? Why? Why is this part happening? <laughs> but it's so good. Like, I, I love it. I love yeah, it so the much. Com- and I lo- comedy people like my shit. Like that kind yeah. of crazy, as you know, as as we as comedians do, we like we like the stuff that's out of the box. Yeah, but it's it it is like like you said, it's the catharsis, and it's for me like I used to improvising like I loved being angry, and and I loved just being you know th- this the package that I am like this little tiny little mild looking guy just losing his shit. Yes was always pretty funny and and now i don't you know i mean i haven't improvised in three years two years i'm doing a show with besser next week at south by southwest where i'm gonna play dr fauci Ah. (laughs) that's really funny new variant Uh, folks um look it's i'm gonna tell you this right now the new variant smokes a cigar and flies a black hawk helicopter <laughs> and it's and it's fucking our women we don't have a vaccine for this yeah <laughs> uh, just call it putin to say the new variant we're calling it putin just to sort of to, to lump all the information into one more like easy to more think. like off putin Mm. that's a line mm-hmm. that i tweeted that got yeah. 500 likes yesterday <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah 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 you're really putting this putting a band-aid on it with that one but i was gonna say like just as far as like the the catharsis and that comedians love the mm. kind of they yeah we love i mean part of i think why we do it is that in sort of like civilian terms like oh you like to go there don't you oh oh you you go there don't you but for me, it's like it took me a while to realize, like, oh yeah, I'm just this is this is very therapeutic for me to be able to once a week get up and just lose my shit in front oh, of yeah, you know, and create scenes that uh, I'm sure have a lot of sort of like subtext to them. I was like, oh yeah, that that that's from my own life. <laughs> yeah, well, me being an egomaniac, doing stand up is like one one more level of egomania from improv because it's just me you know yeah so it's Mm -hmm. really kind of rewarding after you know the crazy sets that i do to have people come up to me and go oh you know you're my favorite comic blah 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 all that Mm -hmm. stuff and you really got me through the pandemic and i'm thinking i wish i could get myself through the pandemic yeah well how much is like because hearing Jerry or Jerry Stiller, right? Yeah. Uh, Jerry Stiller say um, you'll be doing this for a long time. Was he also sort of saying like you have your act is not mainstream, like you are a tough, you're a tough sell. Um, no, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. No, he just meant you're working out some. He shit. actually said to I, me some really nice things, like I, I wish I did what you're doing, like. He mm. he admired, I think, the fact that I was so immediate about my life and stuff like that. I think, yeah, you know, mm. but yeah, I mean, you, it's to me, you're 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 like an archetypal performer. <laughs> like you, you know, you embody a lot of like you've you you've said yourself, like little working class. Yeah, you have some intellect in there. Um, you know, everyone loves some someone who's self deprecating 
you know, it, you have a very sort of like universal everyman yeah. thing to you. And there's so I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of performers. I'm like, why don't why don't people get it? Like, I just don't. You know, it it just doesn't make sense to me. But none of it makes sense. I mean, there's no well, people have been no getting me more corporate structure to it. People have been getting more and more. And um, actually, people have said to me, like my last special uh, for the masses has really mm-hmm. resonated with people because it was. It came out, I think, right in the pandemic, and mm-hmm. it just resonated with people because I've been talking about, you know, the collapse of things for a long yeah. time. And people, yeah. people actually, when the pandemic happened, they were saying to me, you happy now, Pepitone? You know, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. You know. Well, is that what the, the new podcast is? Just sort of yes. leaning into yes. that? Apocalypse soon. I'm I'm really leaning into I call it the podcast with no upside. <laughs> and and I'm I, I am leaning into all the things that um face us and that threaten us and um and you know, I I try to do it in a funny way. I would love to yeah. have you on playing a character. I, I, I've had comedian. Yes, they had James and Tommy in as Bernie Sanders leaning, leading an underground movement. You know, like <laughs> you know, like Dory, Dory, the collapse. You know, right. So you're not. So you're not sitting down and and sort of unpacking the the news of the day. Like you're you're doing it. You're coming at it from a. Or what? No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. Yeah. You know, this is whatever. This, I, it's it's like a. It's more of a, yeah, going at it like I always do, like emotionally. You know. Does that help you? Like I. I can only speak for myself, but like I, I'm starting to realize at a certain point, I was like, I used to love the. The darkness and the kind of like you know taking the toxicity and kind of hurling it back and stuff. And more and more, I just, I can't. I know. And I think, that, I hear you. you know, and it, totally it's, so, that. it's, and yeah, that's one thing that I've had to like, look at too, because they, and I believe that's because the world itself has gotten so dark yeah. and toxic yeah. that you don't yeah, want to, you know, it's like you, like I don't know. Did you see uh, this? I I I got a guess. I got a a small part in this new series on HBO called the Winning Time, the Laker thing. Mm-hmm. It yeah. started Sunday, and they yeah. went in a very kind of light direction, and I was very appreciative of that because everything yeah. seems to be so heavy. Like every everything on all these, you know, Hulu and Apple is like, except Ted Lasso, but like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, severance, people getting operated on to to separate their lives, their work lives. Speaking of Stiller, the mind of Ben Stiller, right? Uh, It's good though, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that one. I know. I was surprised. I liked that one. I was like, Oh, this one's kind of my girlfriend was like, I can't watch it. It's, you know, I don't like people being manipulated and gaslighted. And, oh. and I was like, yeah. yeah. Oh like, really? Yeah. 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 I like it. Cause I just like atmospheric things. Yeah. Yeah. I like weird world dystopian things, but it's interestingly with like the dystopian thing is more and more. I, 
it doesn't it, it's not exceeding the existence we have it it feels like it's sort of like you know as much as like 1984 was was his reaction to what was happening you know george orwell had yeah. happened in europe and, and does happen with fascists and, and stuff talk. ever heard of social media we have and no big deal we are on it Check us out on Instagram at Bald Talk Pod or on Twitter at Bald Talk Podcast. Please make sure to like, rate, and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We don't care where you get them, just get them. No judgment wherever you get them, anywhere. 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 Whatever. No judgment. <laughs> as long as you listen, we don't give a fuck. Only on Bald Talk. Well, we'll see uh, about my podcast, but. And so far, it's getting good feedback because I'm trying to be funny about all this stuff. But I get, I get, I really get comedy going away from it, the dark mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I mean, it's like I think that that exists, and I think UCB was a product of this. Like it was, we were able to sort of be really offensive and be um, dark. Uh, because we were in a very protected time. Like we were very, we were in kind of a, I mean, for, yeah, I feel like, you know, we were sort of on the, that we benefited from Obama and Clinton, right. you know, mm-hmm. and then even with, with Bush and stuff, we reacted against him, but he was never the nightmare that we ended up with the orange piece of shit. Um, yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's unraveling. Like, it's unraveling. It is. It is. And I mean, look I, at what's going on now. I mean, this invasion of the Ukraine in modern day Europe is terrifying, mm-hmm. you know? It's funny. I was, I, it reminds me of one point I talked to my grandparents. I was like, what was it like to go mm-hmm. from, you know, the Great Depression and you lived through World War II and, you know, then you had Vietnam and stuff. And, they were just like, especially with the Great Depression and, yeah. and World War II, they were just kind of like, oh, yeah, we just kind of, you get through it. Oh. And I was just like, what, are you are you just robots? And and now I kind of understand. I do it. too. Like, you know what I mean? And it's not a sort of like, because there's only, there's only so much mm-hmm. sort of uh, anxiety that you can express <laughs> outwardly and you still have to make food. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't. <laughs> yes. It's also very weird. It's also very weird being out here because, like, the weather is so nice for the last couple of months, and then you, Mm -hmm. you know, you see an invasion and people fleeing, and then you look out your window and it's gorgeous, and people are walking their dogs. Well, that's (laughs) L.A. has always been that way to me. Like, I, I, I'm not a big fan of just like one weather pattern. It's it's lovely and stuff, but and it's too hot. By the way, where I am in the summer, it's ridiculous. Oh man, that is another thing of like being here. I'm like, I don't know if I can. Same here. I don't know if I can take it. Yeah, that's right. I, I, do you live in the valley by any chance? No, I live over uh, east side, like Silver Lake Zone. Well, here I'm in uh, like North Hollywood, and uh, you know, I think of the summers, and I'm like, like as it's getting to summer, I'm like, I don't know if I can do another one. <laughs> I know, I know. That's what my, my girlfriend had had because she has bad asthma, and so with 
with the summer increasingly is you know we're back to these kind of like 1980s level smog problems is that and right she can't, yeah and she can't leave like she has to stay in her apartment with like two oh you know, shit it's a real bummer i uh yeah so. i have al- yeah i never had allergies as bad as i i had but now you know i i sound like a dog who's lost its mind mm-hmm. with sneezing you know yeah yeah i have this i have this kind of like thing in the back of my throat um yeah this is all unraveling that's part of that's part of the eco collapse part of the unraveling you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know why i'm laughing i think because like just like your grandparents it's like what else are you gonna do you kind of have to deal with it as best you can i know I just don't know what to do. Like, I mean, this is going to be one of our lightest and funniest episodes, but like, I don't know what to do in terms of like the future my daughter's going to have. Like that's, that's where I get real dark. How old is she? Where she's 14. Uh, At least she's had 14 good years. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have a, I have a bit. We'll say, we'll say 12 good years. Let's let's be honest. I I, uh, I have a bit where I go, Folks, do you believe that people are still having children? And I say, I say, this is my impression of kids in ten years. They'll be living underground in a in a network of sewer systems on a walkie-talkie, mm-hmm. going, "We need more meat in quadrant seven. <laughs> and and then the and I say, and parents are still going to have bumper stickers on their car that say, "My kid gets the most meat in quadrant seven. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, it's um, it's uh, it's intense, man. It's intense, yeah. And it's one of the it's it's that kind of intense thing where like a lot of it, you're like, yes, some of this stuff isn't going to go in like a a wave pattern, you know. It's especially with like climate change, it's like the the wave is going to go off the chart and become some weird 3d model that we did not expect to be inside. It seems that way. I I don't know about you, but it seems like I should do something about, I do a bit about this, but it seems like the UN comes out with a climate thing every month. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, scientists have determined that, you know, Greenland is melting a lot quicker than we thought. Like some horrific, Yes, happens every fucking few months. It's real. When I moved here, I I felt like I was the only person in my friend group who was aware of any of this shit. Is that right? I'd be like, yeah. Well, I I find actors. I find actors, particularly if they're doing well, or people who are doing well in general. Yes, they 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 don't really want to think about that. They, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And they yeah. don't, and some of them still don't. You yeah. know? No, I, I, I completely, I, I totally clock that. Where I'm, you're sort of like, I mean, yeah, I'm very happy you got that bubble going on, but I, you know, yeah, your bubble's gonna get popped at some yeah. point. Yeah, and they yeah. just, they just call me uh, crazy, and or, <laughs> or like, you know, what, what is the person? Oh, Cassandra. Yeah, you know, like warning people, you know. Do you feel like, I mean, one of the things I was going to ask about just this and and your stand-up and stuff is, do you, does it help you to do this? Like, does it, does it 
sort of purge you or did, or are there times where you're like, I, uh, I can't do it right now. I can't yeah, this I, of both things, you know? Yeah. Um, but I really did realize that I miss doing stand at first, you know, during the pandemic. And I talk about this too on stage. I say, did anybody else enjoy the first year of the pandemic? Because the first year I was saying things to myself, like, I'll never do anything again. I'm just going to watch Hulu Plus and Netflix yeah. and the Criterion show. You know, like it was very womb-like and like, fuck it, yes. you know? But yeah. but after about a year and a half, I was like, you know, going nuts like everybody else, I think. And um, I really realized how much I missed stand-up when I started yeah. doing it again. So it's very mm. much, it's very much a part of, the way you know i express all of my demons um yeah. you know in a funny way it's just cathartic for me but yes i also have that other thing where i'm like i i i, I don't want to do comedy i mean it's hilarious mm -hmm. to be driving to a comedy club weeping in your car about something <laughs> yeah. and, know. you know what i mean and like you know, and then cut to you 15 minutes later on stage being an imp. Yeah, yeah being an imp and then coming off like fully charged. Yeah. And oh, yeah, and having a good that. set and being like, you know, I'm, I'm fine. And then you're like, what climate change? Oh, I get it. That's what. That's how the, the successful people feel. Okay. But they're like all the time. True. No, I get it. Yeah. 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 That's All you need is some validation to feel okay about climate change. <laughs> yeah, climate breakdown. I, I, I read somewhere that climate change is too much of a passive term and that it should be called climate breakdown. Like climate change mm -hmm. is, is a term that's too safe and it should be called climate breakdown. So people wake the sense. fuck up. It also like a calling it climate change is sort of like, Oh, you knew you the old joke about the weather, like if you don't like it, just wait a few minutes, it'll change. Like, all right, that's all it does. All the yeah. Time. Now it's like, oh, you didn't like that tornado? Wait a few minutes. There's <laughs> another one coming. Man, the tornado. There's one made of fire. Coming. Yeah. You know, I am fucking touring the country now uh, a lot, and mm -hmm. I and I have a yeah. pretty heavy schedule coming up, and I'm going to be going all over the country, man. And I, I tell my, my partner in crime, JT, who books this stuff for me, I say, mm -hmm. we are going to die in some kind of storm somewhere, meaning, you know, <laughs> either a fucking hurricane or a tornado. Or a flood. Oh, or yeah. Flood. Yeah. I could just see it playing the, uh, the chuckle hut in Nebraska or whatever and being like, ladies and gentlemen. Before Eddie Peppertone comes on, we want to usher you all into the south basement. <laughs> he will continue doing the set down there. He will do but... the set down there uh, by candlelight. Mm -hmm. And I'll still Not be amplified. He'll have to... Yeah, he'll be screaming. He's got the voice for it. It's fine. So, um... folks, I feel like a cop addressing a few. Yeah, I, I would be nervous about that i mean I'd, i've found yeah. myself starting to think thinking about like times of year and what that yes. area is like and yeah. like what because i i'm i'm from north carolina oh, you are, by the way, i recently went there for the first time what a beautiful state that is i never knew it is oh yeah yeah which oh, yeah, part are you from i'm originally from charlotte and i lived I in played um, charlotte yeah 
Yeah, and I lived in Greensboro where I went to college. I was there was a couple of times, yeah. Chapel Hill area. Greensboro, Billy Graham's uh, stomping grounds. Yeah. Billy. yeah. I don't yeah, know if you know Billy. Uh, oh, I know him. We're tight. I mean, anybody from North Carolina, we know each other. He was the president's chaplain, you know, the president's pastor or whatever he was. Um, mm-hmm. I know he laid hands on me and uh, <laughs> I, I wanted my hair back. Nothing happened, but it still felt good. But he he touched your pubes and that's why you have so much. He got an hair. avocado out of the deal. <laughs> the bush. <laughs> You look good right now with the, the the shaved head. Is this a new? This is new. Yeah, this is new. I'm trying to get used to it. You know, I, I how, how how recent is it? It's very recent. A couple of weeks ago. I. It's funny because I, I don't know about you, but that's another thing about being bald. Is like, do I really need to pay someone a hundred dollars for a haircut? So I just wander yeah. into barbers, and uh-huh. I wandered into a place I had never been to. And this woman, without even asking me, usually they ask, she just shaved the top. And, and, you know, usually I like to have like a little, like kind of what you have, you know, a little stuff up top and not Mm -hmm. that short. But she took matters into her own hands. Just did it. And just did it. And she goes, how how is is it? And I, of course, what am I going to do? Say, you son of a bitch. You fucked me up. I'm a model. Don't you know I, this is my look? I am in the public eye. <laughs> I do Rogaine before picked ads, okay? I'm the one that's always before. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about the Wispies because I I still have the Wispies, the yeah, ones in the middle. I like the Wispies. I, I go back and forth. Like you sometimes, do? like, yeah. I mean, it's like there's not leaving them long. When I when I work, I always have to, I have to fight them to not do a, like a comb over because they're always like this will be fun. Oh yeah, 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 a comb yeah. over. I'm like, eh. hey, can I ask you but, a question about bald yeah. comedians? Since you've been interviewing bald comedians, mm-hmm. um, are there any particular emotional traits that are that we all have? Like, do you notice? Do you know? Is there similarities between everybody who's a bald comedian as opposed to someone who's got a great head of hair? I think not really, huh? That's a great question. No, I, I, the similarity is falls in the sort of character actor vein in that we get kind of pigeonholed or slotted into certain, certain characters who usually won't have more than five lines. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> you've you've transcended that bruce willis does the bald guy and he's a lead right yeah and then so that follows the model of uh uh the action hero the action ah. hero can be a bald oh uh, that's interesting yeah bald star yeah yeah, yeah and then woody that. woody harrelson is like you know he's he's one of these bald guys who how does who he do is, it well he's an actor who gets put in wigs a lot like he's a bald dude oh. who gets put in wigs like so he he's transcended his baldness and they just see him as actor rather than bald actor. So uh, I should start but, going into I should start self-taping with wigs. Yeah, yeah really bad wigs. Imagine that. Like I'm like I like have long hair and I'm like I'm like taping for the almost famous sequel, like, hey man, only people who know Motley Crue are allowed 
Batman, and and they're like, <laughs> "Who is this kid?" Wow, he's great. Wow, he's so young. And you show up, you're like, "What happened? Oh my god! Oh my god! What happened to you? You have the I'm Ben Button disease, kid." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of, what do you think? I've been getting, like, my girlfriend likes it shaggy like this. She likes it kind of long. And oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Which I, I, and I like it like I'm, that, too. I like it like that, too. Because I've, I've never done shave down, and I don't know. I have no idea what it would look like. Yeah, but, uh, it's not easy mentally to go through it, which I went through two weeks ago, and I just, mm-hmm. I felt like, and this is, you know, for your audience's ears only. When I looked in the mirror, you know, naked, I felt like just a big baby who had been through a lot. <laughs> uh, that is perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so do you feel like, have you accepted that that naked baby that, you, that lives it, inside you yeah, now? Um, a little bit. A little bit. What, what about your your girlfriend, your partner? My wife. Uh, yes, yeah, your likes wife. It she... Short. she likes it shorter, but she. But when I came home with this, she was like, "Oh, that's a little too short." <laughs> 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 Which was like, "Oh God, I." Oh, no. That was validated by me because I think it's way too short. You know. Yeah. The solution yeah, yeah. when I get the hair growing like out down the sides and in the back mm-hmm. and and the comb over gets long i get the illusion that i have hair i know i know i was we i was talking with a guest yesterday and he was like yeah from my point of view and a certain angle of my head I, I looks like i had hair yeah and he was like like he's like but you're not bald and i was like oh i'm not and i just tilted my head down he's like oh i see but so it is like from certain totally. angles like you're like, oh, yeah, totally. totally fine. Look, I and believe then, that God, if there is one, he or she or it gave us baldness. So we develop character and we go mm-hmm. deeper than the average moron. Yes. Yes. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. This is this is the truth. Well, also just the fact that uh, you've had since 15 to come into acceptance the journey yeah. has been long, long for you and for me too. Seventeen. Oh, is that but right? Mine was, I was very young. Yeah, too. yeah, and it sort of was like widow peaking, and I guess I had a little bit in the back, but I think it was more in the front. Mm. And this guy named oh, Stephen Klein peaking. outed me. <laughs> I didn't mind. Like I love, I love a widow peak. I love a good. Like I was obsessed with Sting because he had such a oh, that's strong. True strong good looking widow peak yeah. that, that i used to sort of like literally pray for that he that is like, bald yeah. right yeah he had to have had some stuff done because oh, okay. you know i have a friend so i have a friend who got hair plugs and oh, they yeah. look they don't look that good when did he get them i assume he maybe it's she he like yeah recently or a mm, long time ago i think it was like 15 years ago maybe or 10 years yeah ago. you know? too they can they can do it well now oh I, they can it's also yeah yeah they can if you had kind of tons crazy. of money would you do it no because yeah. i'm i'm so scared of it not it, my you? body being 
yeah just incisions and knives oh, and, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. i just and then you know people describe like oh it's not that bad like they they harvest it from the side and then they <laughs> sew it in there right there you know no right there that's the thing i was like oh no no i am not gonna go into this like futuristic hell hole you're talking about and then they're like and it's not that bad you just scab up for a couple of weeks and then once you're all healed up i was like mm-hmm. No. Another thing, another thing that sucks about being bald and being bald, particularly here in LA, is I've gotten that skin cancer shit from the oh, sun, gotta, and I, I had a hat. hat. Yeah, I well, I have one of the most extensive hat collections in Southern California, and that's Craig. that's a product of being bald. You know, mm-hmm. I love hats. I don't know about you, but I yeah. I love all kinds of hats. You know. I I need to extend my hat range because I just have like the one you were saying, you know. Oh, that's very basic. Very basic, and it doesn't protect anything back here. Yeah. It's all, you know, and so I just, I generally put a lot of like 50 on my head. Is that Um, right? I should have because now I've had to have these surgeries. What is it called? Melon carcinoma? I forget what it is. But yeah. I'm fine. But they, they, you know, I'm lucky I got it early. Um, oh, so, so you were on the road to some, maybe some skin cancer, or I, I, uh, well, I had it, but mm-hmm. but they they were able to get it, get it, you know. Yeah. And um, it was gotten, and now I'm get, given it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. It's, I have to really be careful. And yeah. Yeah, we had a, a you know doctor on, and he was just like, I he's like, just you have so much more skin to take care of than the normal person. He's like, so just moisturize it, you know, get some skincare stuff that really kind of addresses it. They make it for your scalp, and then put oh, SPF. Really? Yeah, he's like, yeah, because he's like, normally like that, like also that area of us is not, yeah. you know. For most people, yeah. most of the lifetime, it's been sort of like hidden mm-hmm. away, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of exposed again. And so. it's unbelievable how every fucking day there's not a cloud in the sky here. I know. I like, I know. give me a break. And that's one. That's one thing I like about traveling. I'm like, oh, great rain. Yes. There's fucking yeah. rain. Variation. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I know. I my my bit was like, it just felt like I feel like I'm hanging out at the mall. When I'm here, it just sort of feels like this controlled environment that I'm just like, Ooh, right? in. the Truman so Show. Crazy. Yeah. 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 And people are just like, but it's so great. It's yeah. Like, they don't know. They don't know until not... they've been here. I think the number is something like seven years. If you've been here seven years, you start to get like, mm-hmm. no more sun, please. It's gotten worse, by the way, because of that. The heat domes. Here we go into the collapse again. But <laughs> That yeah. they, these heat domes don't leave anymore. These high pressure systems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's another great thing. I know. I was gonna say, like, what what are for you? What what are your sort of like? What are your top five dystopian things that exist right now? Um, like, what what things kind of pop out to you that have been like, holy shit, this is very futuristically f- freaky to me. Yeah. Well. You know, out here, out here, out here, and we didn't have a bad wildfire season, at least here last year, but the wildfires a couple of years ago, 
you know, just like being covered in ash at Christmas. I was I like, I was like, I mean, this may have been three years ago now when, when during the Christmas season, it yeah. was raining fucking ash. Yeah. And, you know, and then you want, and me, I, you know, watching the wildfires on television and the way they, I have to stay away from the fucking news, man, because the way they, the way they uh, televise these disasters is Mm -hmm. frightening. You know, it's like, it's like, and the fire is moving, you know, and you're like, shit. I know. And I I think about that too. I'm glad you brought that up because I I feel like I read some headline the other day that was like, this this is not the situation like this is such a um sort of heightened f- fear-provoking report of a situation that is not that bad you know yes. and it and it was a weather thing and it, and i think it said something about you know like monster cloud moves over california and it's basically just like there's gonna be heavy cloud coverage <laughs> but they yeah. present it in such yeah. a way you're like oh my god do we need to be worried about this too well i think i think they realize that uh you know uh, fear sells like more and more mm-hmm. or like the breaking news cycle you know yeah. weather it's called weather porn you know mm-hmm. like like the weather channel is nothing but a fear it's a fear yeah. central like if you're yeah. in iowa get out there are it is totally like, it's yeah. like the revenge of all the the because the weatherman used to be the joke of any news that's right under. oh yeah oh yeah we'll have our time don't worry you'll be crawling to us let us know and what's it's going here on. it's here yeah i know fire tornadoes yeah yeah so crazy. Well, we've got that to worry about, and then we've got uh, the collapse of democracy. <laughs> yes, and that—that um, that to me is has been coming for a while. And um, yeah, well, yeah, even it's it's what what has happened, and and hopefully, you know, there'll be some kind of popular revolt. But what has happened is that corporate money has completely. Under my, oh here's AAA honey, uh, corporate oh, good. <laughs> corporate money is completely undermined the democratic process because they buy every candidate there is yeah. so mm-hmm. they are just they are just serving corporate masters fossil fuels banks etc mm-hmm. and the average person is getting buried under this and. You know, Trump was a, you know, a symptom of it. I mean, people are pissed. I mean, people are pissed, you know, and yeah. they're, they're also stupid, right? Like to vote for someone like him. But they're pissed at the Democrats, too, because the Democrats, you know, they've been bought and sold as well. You yeah. know, and these people in parts of the country where, you know, corporations have just left like, see you later. We're General Motors and we're going to yeah, Mexico, we're which is, yeah. we're out. And they don't have any jobs in their fucking communities. And they're like, they're ready to fucking, you know, they're they're now joining the Proud Boys or whatever hate mm-hmm. group. You know, it's, um, it's, it's so anyway, so corporate money has really fucking destroyed us. And they're. And the crazy thing yeah. is like the people protest against 
the idea, you know, that's that being called a socialist is like the ah, it's the ah, it's the new communist. But it's ah, it's insane, just like the, the lack of understanding of like, yeah, but capitalism is the thing that is putting you in this place of anger. They don't you know, get it. it. Is, no, they don't. No, they you know it. They have rage, but they need to put the rage. The only thing that's been encouraging to me is the union movement that's going on and the strikes the general strikes like starbucks some fast food mm-hmm. stuff uh general mills like there have been workers trying to like saying enough we need a fucking living wage yeah you know yeah. we need health care you know it's yeah. crazy i mean the fact that each how about this fact I don't want to get started because I could just go on forever, but that that these billionaires during the pandemic tripled their fortune. And the average person is like, you know, having to go to work with the new variants bearing down on them, you know, delivering DoorDash. Yeah, it's it is insane how and it and this to me is like one of the most dystopian things where the acceptance of you know uh, you're being sold a reality and then what is actually happening is a complete completely different reality but you go into this acceptance of it being sort of like they make triple the amount they pay seven dollars in in taxes for that year and people aren't fucking going and burning their buildings down that's right they're just like like, what are you gonna do they're like putting their rage on having to wear masks. Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. W- come on. Or on one another. It's, it, it, it's such a strange, like, it, it, no, what? It, or, or one another, like that we are yes. becoming the other to, to one another. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary. That's the scariest part. Because person. when I, when I hear about people um, speculating about a civil war, I, I could see it mm. fucking happening. And I and, yeah. I and I remember this comedian, Michael Costa, saying he was performing here in L.A. at the comedy store. And he said, hey, hey, folks, you know, yeah, we're on the left here. But let me tell you, they've got all the guns. <laughs> and, and he said, you can't you can't win a civil war with avocado toast points. <laughs> yeah, I was I was I was meeting I hung out with uh John Daly today. Oh yeah. And we were sort of yeah, we were sort of talking about like j- just like, you know, more of this kind of stuff like societal collapse. Is, John, is John into it all, at all? Well, he we, we no, I mean we were both kind of like purging a little bit because like, oh man, what have you been feeling? I haven't seen them in a while. Right. But we both came on this thing of like, yeah, what what skill sets do we have to offer when shit goes down? <laughs> Whether That's it is funny. sort of like, you That's know, funny. and I just like, if we were called upon to fight or whatever, I was like, we could, is there a USO division? Because we could all, We'll rally that's, the right. that's what we that's what we would do we would be the court jesters which we are already but but we would be even more so i always say that i'm going to be strapped to an suv covered in blood trying to make the guy driving the suv laugh you know <laughs> and he's got the mask on like the mad max type mask and i'm just strapped covered in blood and i'm going boss boss isn't it funny about how dark chocolate 
has no sweetness. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to be dependent on having one or two other people to do any anything with, and I'll still ask them for a suggestion. And they'll be like, you know what? Just take a gun. Get out there. Shut up. Like, but no, I'll make it up. I'm, like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm getting to the age where I have fucking back issues. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not ready for, you know, a, a fucking crazy fight, you know? Well, that's what and, and I think about this as far as like climate change is like, I, yeah. I know that as I age, I'm going to be become a tiny little bird boned you know, rice paper skinned man as I get older, just always cold, a very frail. And I, I feel like I'm going to walk out the door and just go, Foof, like I was just some kind of magic trip paper that's like burst into flames. Yeah. Like, this stuff is not... terrifying. It is terrifying to really like project into the future, yeah. which is why I listen to a lot of Buddhist stuff and a lot of Eckhart Tolle. And oh, the good. message is, the message from the same people is just be in the here and now and realize that everything's okay. Because mm-hmm. one of the things Tolle talks about as far as, do you listen to Eckhart Tolle at all? Yeah. He's yeah. great. And one of the things he talks about is like, you can't deal with the future in the present moment. And that's mm-hmm. why you have anxiety. Yeah. Stay here. You know, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think it's natural for us to, you know, uh, project into the future. And especially if we're thinking people who like want to entertain people, you kind of have to think of concepts and ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm really into Buddhism, but they tell you just skip the mind. They're like you, the mind, which is the ego, is your enemy. And it's very difficult, though. Very difficult. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, like um, Gary Shanley, just how wh- what he sort of transitioned into. Yeah. You know, as he as he got deeper into it, and well, I don't I don't know what it did for his comedy. Like, if it's I don't it, know either. It seemed like he kind of he took the gap. You know, he took his foot off the pedal a little bit as far as like pursuing and really kind of. Yeah, I can't believe he's gone. Just yeah. the way comedians die, you know. Um, Unlike other people, <laughs> die in a very special way. <laughs> oh, who were the comedians? Like Saget died in a weird fucking way recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple, few other comics recently. Big. One. Oh, Norm Macdonald, who was such a funny oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's all. I mean, that one. You know, you're sort of citing Eckhart Tolle. One thing that mm-hmm. I find comfort in is this thing from Ram Das, where he just, just around death and the idea of like, yeah. you know, we're here, this is our experience here now, but ultimately we're all just walking each other home, you know? And oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and it, the thing I am only now at this age, losing a lot of cynicism enough to be like, yeah, you know what? I don't have, I have no idea what is beyond this, but I do believe that there's something beyond our comprehension beyond this. And so who am I to say like, to, to it's, it's hard not to live in fear as you sort of endure 
hardship. Yeah. Like yeah. that, that's the kind of thing that's hard to kind of like, I oh, just observe it and sort of like, oh, yeah, look, I'm going through a hard time. <laughs> but if I'm really like in the times I've been like really, really hard mm. uh, or it's felt really hard and like, mm-hmm. are we going to die? I'm like, well, we might. And then we go to something else. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. And that's yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they talk about, uh, you know, don't attach you know, don't mm-hmm. grasp onto things and so hard to do because we're human yeah. and, and like this detachment thing, non-resistance, non-judgment, three things they say you shouldn't do. Don't resist, mm-hmm. don't judge and don't attach. And yeah. I think those are all things we do instinctively. So, you know, we, it's really rewiring. It really is, you know, it is rewiring. You know, and the yeah. more you can do those things, I I, I try to do them. Um, just the healthier you are, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, it takes out of when I can do it. And going back to my daughter, like it's very hard for me not to have those attachments. You know, yeah, of it's course. Just, it, It'd be funny if your daughter like, came running into the room crying, and you just looked up at her, and just uh, you were like, the, um, "Oh, darling." That You're, is your experience. That is your yes. experience. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry, but you are on your own path. Sweetheart, but it, we're but... just consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Dad. Oh, no, what? Uh-huh. Fuck. Um, all right, we uh we got real heavy. We got yeah. we, we solved uh-huh. a lot. We solved a lot of stuff, but I do want to end on a bald note if we can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a bald note that's sort of in your your uh Wheelhouse. So I wanted to, um, uh, we wanted to sort of find out if being bald will make you a fascist dictator. So um, I have a list of fascist dictators and oppressive leaders through history. And you just tell me uh, off the top of your head, your bald head, if you know them to be bald or not bald. Dad. Okay. Uh, First off, Julius Caesar. I think he had a head of hair from what I've seen of depictions. Yeah, Statuary has him fully haired. He could have been bald and just demanded it because he yeah. was oppressive. Uh, Genghis Khan. Oh, I pictured him with a lot of hair. Yeah, I think. He, you know what I mean? Hair. I mean, that those were the days when uh, I, you know, again, I think baldness is a byproduct of a lot of climate stuff and environmental stuff and mm. stress and so I think in the early days, and y- you tell me because you've been dabbling in the baldness of the human race, but um, was baldness just as prevalent in uh, like a- ancient Rome, ancient Greece as it was now? I don't know. I mean, I think it because mm. it, it, all we have to go off of is – is the, the imagery, you know, <laughs> yeah, earns, just earns. And I bet, I mean, I bet there probably was as much baldness, but they're just like, let's not put the bald okay. guys on So there. I could be wrong about the fucking, um, the, the, the environment perfecting. Yeah. You just want to, you're just trying to sort of okay, go have, have your 50, yeah. your 15 year old experience is the yeah. model for society. Give me some more. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, Queen Mary, bloody Mary. 
well, being a woman, I, I I'm thinking she she had a head of hair. I would, yeah, and she wore crazy wigs, so I was like, she did. She huh? al- yeah, maybe she had alopecia, and that's why she's just killing everybody because mm. self-loathing. I don't know. Uh, Pol Pot. I'm gonna say he had some bald issues. He he had a good head of hair. He did. He did. He did. Um, you would think he would have been a more lenient fella. I know. I know. I know. You think he like his barber would talk him out of it, but nope. Uh, uh, I can't say his first name. Fulginico Bautista. Bautista, huh? Batista. I'm gonna say since he was a Spaniard, uh, Spaniard or Mexican mm-hmm. or Peruvian. Was... But anyway, I think he had a head of hair. He did. He did. It'd be um, funny if you just name them all. Yeah, they all did. Yeah. <laughs> I know Mussolini Almost. was bald. Okay, we'll go ahead. Uh, skipping down the nine. El Duce. El Duce was bald. Um, uh, Lenin. How about Lenin? Oh, very bald. He was not. He was not? Stalin. No, wait. I got him back. Yeah. I got him mixed you up. You got him back. Yeah, Lenin. Stalin had a head I did. You're right. I made right. I made my note wrong. Right. I was like, oh, I'm going to pull a fast one on this one. Okay. Uh, good old Hitler. Now, Hitler, he had hair, right? He did. Yeah. He had some receding stuff going on, though, no? I don't think so. I think he, he just had a big... He had like a flock of seagulls look early, you know, for <laughs> okay. anybody else. Okay. Uh, you said Mussolini. Okay, last, uh, Francisco Franco. Oh, Franco, good one. I I think he was bald. He was bald. Ah, he okay. Was bald. Okay. All right, so four out of the ten... Were bald? Scientifically, yeah, we can say we're bald. So we So if you have a head of hair... Well, let me let me add two more to it, and we'll see what how it breaks down. Putin, he's bald. Trump, he's got hair. Does he? Not really. Oh, he's oh, that's bald. right. He's got that wispy, he's got, crazy. He's got that very. He's got that sort of like cotton like, candy, crochet, crochet, yeah, crochet pattern. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a very good intricate. point. That's, but so, the other dictators that are running around the globe right now, Bolsonaro in Brazil, I believe he has mm-hmm. hair. Yeah. And then there's um, uh, Duarte is another fucking mm-hmm. strong man. And I yeah. think he has hair, too. Yeah. Um, seems like mm-hmm. it seems like if I can posit it, <laughs> it seems like more often than not, if you have hair. You'll end up being a fascist dictator. Yeah, yeah. Because you're so full or of yourself. Or a rock and you... musician. <laughs> <laughs> rock musician, yeah, yeah. Or uh, or a front house host in a nice restaurant. <laughs> no, sometimes they'll sometimes they'll front house that. host. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, this is all this is all very scientific, and uh, so yes. whatever con- whatever conclusion we came to, which is we didn't come to one. It stands. So, uh, Edward, it was a, a pleasure as always. I love you. It's good. Yeah, to see I love you too, man. It's great to see you, and I want to have you on mine, my podcast, yeah. uh, Apocalypse I Soon. That. I want to promote that. Um, Please, Apocalypse Soon. And are you, 
Mm-hmm. And you got do you have any shows to uh, yeah, go to, when so everybody can any, everybody if they want to find out what's happening with me, go to the mothership, which is eddiepepitone.com, my website, yes. and that has all my t- ticket links. Yeah, and also has all your like links to your past, yeah. uh, other specials and, and everything. And it, it's, it has a link to my specials and a link to my traumatic events that i've hmm. gone through the hair loss is you know <laughs> everything it's oh. all there it's all, all right, the right. traumas there thank you all right. thanks eddie all right right, right. shave your head yeah. bye right. comic books do you like brothers do you like brothers talking about comic books then this is the podcast for you screw it we're just going to talk about comics will hines and kevin hines performers from the upright citizen brigade theater and actual brothers talk about actual comic books they love like spider-man the fantastic four and many more if you prefer your podcast to be about fictional people talking about fictional books this isn't it but otherwise screw it we're just going to talk about comics from campfire media Campfire.